This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Drainage. The partners and volunteers of HSHS St. Mary's Hospital will host the Valentine's Day Cheers to Chocolate Candy and Bake Sale next Tuesday. This event will be in the hospital lobby from 7 a.m. until they run out. The event will feature homemade chocolate goodies, cash raffles, and St. Louis Cardinals tickets. Cash, credit, and debit cards will be accepted. Funds benefit the post-anesthesia care unit. While you're enjoying your Valentine's candy, be sure to check out our website for more stories, podcasts, and videos, nowdecatur.com. Some voices heard from the rubble are now silent. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, but rescue crews keep trying. Digging thousands of buildings that collapsed in East Earthquake-devastated areas of Turkey and Syria, where the number of deaths already tops 5,000, more than 20,000 people injured, and hundreds of thousands more left homeless. We haven't eaten anything since morning, says this man. Our children are very hungry. A huge local and international rescue effort is underway. 300,000 blankets and more than 41,000 family tents already delivered. Morale is lifted when someone is pulled out alive. But for those trapped under the rubble, this is a race against the clock. Fox's Jonathan Savage, a police officer, is being mourned in Wisconsin. Milwaukee Police Department hearts are heavy. My heart. It's heavy. Milwaukee Police Chief Jeffrey Norman says it happened early this morning when two officers chased a robbery suspect. One caught up to him. During the struggle, the suspect used a handgun and fired shots, striking the other officer. The suspect was also shot dead. The National Guard will go inside a one-mile radius still evacuated in East Palestine, Ohio, to check air quality the day after they purposefully released toxic chemicals from rail cars still burning after a Friday train derailment. Governor Mike DeWine tells Fox outside the evacuation zone. The quality of the air is, is, is good there, and we would expect that to continue. China is asking the U.S. to return remnants of that spy balloon shot down off the South Carolina coast. The full Senate will get a briefing Thursday mid Republican criticism wasn't shot down sooner. Administration officials gave a classified briefing to some members of Congress this week. Several members criticized the meeting, including Congressman Daryl Issa of California, who called it, quote, unspecific, insufficient, and backward-looking. That's Fox's Ryan Schmelz. America's listening to Fox News. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners. And that's why I protect my home with home title lock. And you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no-obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Twelve hours from now, millions of Americans will be watching President Biden on primetime TV deliver the State of the Union address, expected to tout that he's restoring American leadership around the world and that there's economic progress, including the lowest unemployment rate in 54 years. Republicans will likely be unimpressed. Georgia Congressman Buddy Carter said after shooting down the spy balloon, it's time to shift on China. The Chinese Communist Party is not our friend. They're not our adversary. The Chinese Communist Party is our enemy. Oklahoma Congresswoman Stephanie Bice says the lack of security at the border is alarming. You have four and a half million people that have illegally crossed into the United States in the last two years. That is greater than the population of Oklahoma. But at a media availability ahead of today, several Republicans said one of the biggest issues facing us is more than $31 trillion of debt. But if you think we're going to pass a debt ceiling with no strings attached, you're crazy. The new governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, will deliver the official Republican response to the State of the Union tonight. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The president may also address COVID tonight ahead of plans to end the national emergency declaration later this year. In New York City, a big change is coming. The COVID vaccine mandate for city employees will be ending. New York Fire Department reps are the first to reach out to their own who are sitting on the sidelines. We are calling on all New York City firefighters that will let go and that want to return to work 
to call the personnel office immediately and start the process. Uniformed Firefighter Association President Andrew Ansborough says current collective bargaining lawsuits against the city will continue. He believes it's because of those legal actions. That the mayor switched gears due to uh, all the lawsuits that were not going the city's way. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says a high rate of vaccinated employees means that early mandate worked and now can be ended. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are falling ahead of the opening bell this hour. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Choosing LLCU for your banking needs means choosing to impact your community. At LLCU, we are committed to community investment, donating over $200,000 to nonprofits and volunteering over 2,400 hours to community projects last year. At LLCU, we offer more than checking accounts and loans. We offer a chance to be a part of something bigger. When you bank at LLCU, you bank on making a difference. Visit LLCU.org to become a member and feel good about where you bank. Federally insured by the NCUA. Here is Nick Smith. Let me guess. Wind in the forecast? No. Really? Lots of wind. Today, mostly cloudy and, like you said, windy, high of 50. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 29. For Wednesday, there's a chance of rain during the day, then likely rain at night. Cloudy and windy, high near 46. Thursday's breezy with rain likely before noon, mostly cloudy, and temperatures falling to around 41 by noon. Current temperature in downtown Decatur sits at 44 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.06. Good morning and welcome to the program. Community Foundation in their normal Tuesday slot. we got a great thing to talk about this morning here. Community mental health. We'll check in with uh, Congressman Nikki Budzinski. She's live in D.C. for the State of the Union address. There's a Decatur person with her tonight on TV. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. It is really a tale of two cities, right? When you can just look at the State of the Union address and our two Congress uh, persons and what's going on. We have two congressional, uh, one red, one blue. Uh, actually, both women with blonde hair. Uh, but one is going to be there with a, uh, a young apprentice in the uh, IBEW, uh, a young minority woman who's going to be sitting in the crowd tonight for State of the Union. And it, I've never understood the whole, like, we won't go unless it's, I mean, that's a State of the Union address. Kind of boring to watch on TV, but I'm sure if you're there in the crowd, very excited to be there, right? Our other congresswoman is boycotting the event. And is sending a COVID denier, uh, uh, in her place tonight. So that's politics today. Can't even just go to the State of the Union address. Anyway, uh, we'll check in with Congressman Brzezinski, uh, at about 8.30, uh, this morning. She'll be calling in live from DC. Uh, all right. Every, uh, Tuesday, generally we have Natalie, but we're always thrilled when Missy, uh, takes her place and shows up. How are you doing this morning? I'm well. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, it's Tuesday. Uh, uh we've had nothing but good news. We're going to have even more good news today. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, I, I don't even know. I, I assume if I go to the website, uh, makingkindofgives.org is the website, by the way, if you want to find out about what we're talking about or any other information about the community foundation, that this has been a fairly busy time a year for you guys just because because of taxes and all that, right? Absolutely, it has. I mean, just the detail stuff. Very much so. Do you yes. like that? Um, See, I, I'd like to show up and hand out the checks. That would be my part of the job, right? But somebody's got to do all the details. Well, I'll tell you what. I, my favorite part is working with the donors. That's fabulous. But I'm a bit of a geek, probably not a shock. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy the numbers. Well, and all somebody's got to well. do that because that's how you keep growing the money to do more good. Well, uh, is it too late? I mean, clearly at any time people can come talk to you about their passion. And, and I also feel like there's still, when you use the word foundation, uh, in this country, it's not a stigma, but I think that there's a barrier that people think, Oh, I've got to be a multimillionaire to be a part of this or to do good. Right. Absolutely. And you've got people all over the range of gifts, right? We, we really do. And I think that's the thing about a community foundation. You don't have to be. At, at that top level, you don't have to be about the ones you, you read about in the newspaper. This is for 
each and every family indicator and everybody can make a positive difference and have an impact. And if you serve uh, on a foundation, uh, I, I served six years on the Decatur Public Schools Foundation. And, and the thing I learned right off the bat was how much impact a $500 gift can have. I mean, you, you don't in your mind translated to benefiting that many people. But I saw it over and over and over again. It, it truly does. And really, it, it is all of those smaller gifts, the cumulative effect that really moves the needle. I mean, that's that's where we see real impact in our community. So. All right. Well, in this next area that we're talking about, we're going to need more and more and more. Uh, and recent news, you know, has left me worried about having less when we didn't have enough to begin with. But uh, let's introduce uh, Tim Mackin uh, to the uh, back to the show. Tim's been here before. Uh, the Mental Health Board Executive Director. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Mental Health Board. What is it? Who does it comprise of? What's your mission? I'm not sure everyone knows. Sure, that'd be great. Can you pull that microphone up a little closer, please? Sure. Is that better? Uh, just a little bit higher. There you go. Yes, the Macon County Mental Health Board is it was created based on the Mental Health Act of 1965. And so it was created uh, for local governments to allow for the creation of a, um, a taxing entity to gain a tax levy to be d- uh, dedicated to providing um, mental health and substance use and developmental disability services in the community, particularly in areas that were unmet needs that were where there was not funding from other sources to cover them. Okay, and what kind of what kind of dollar amount are we talking about in, so in taxes? The tax levy it's about two and a half million dollars a year. Okay. So on a typical hundred and twenty thousand dollar house, it's really it's really minimal as far as how it impacts any particular one. And I, you know, I'm not the expert in the field, but I'm assuming two million dollars is a drop in the bucket of what would probably be needed if everyone who had mental health issues came forward to ask for help. Yeah, if we were to try and fund all the unmet needs that we gather, we're, our estimate right now somewhere around sixty five to seventy million dollars more it would take to fund all those unmet needs. Okay, services. so we're talking about for that to happen a fundamentally different way of doing everything from the federal government on down, right? Everything has to change. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what do you do with that two point one million dollars? So the the vast majority of it is dedicated really to contracting with agencies in the community, the human service organizations that are providing mental health substance use developmental disability services to ensure that we can help to meet some of those unmet need areas where they can't get funding from state grants, contracts, and Medicaid. All right. Give me, I, I, you don't have to give me names, but like, can you, you know, give me some examples of what that might look like? Sure. So we provide funding to making resources, for example, that okay. funds psychosocial rehab, um, various programs that they have. Um, we have funding that we help with crossing, for example, that helps cover the cost of uh, having, I believe they dedicate theirs towards the interns they have providing mental health substance use services there. And then Heritage, obviously, and then we've got contracts with Webster Cantrell Youth Advocacy, um, Boys and Girls Club, um, just there's like 24 different agencies we provide funding for. Okay. And um, once again, when I talk about this, this isn't a pejorative about anybody out there that's doing the work. It's just there's just not enough resources or money or people to do what's necessary, right? Correct. Uh, uh, and what does that look like moving forward as is, is the right sizing of health care happens? We see COVID being an accelerator in all of that. Uh, I, I, I hate the phrase telehealth, but, but I mean, with the technology, you, you know, uh, I, I, I'm just stunned if you take any kind of dive down into this, the length of wait for people. I mean, it's just the resources just aren't there. Right. What what needs to happen? So, so there's many variables right now impacting the entire delivery system. And some of them are, you know, were problematic prior to the pandemic, but they have been absolutely magnified and, and uh, increased dramatically. And that, uh, from, especially in the area of personnel, finding qualified people that fill the vacancies. There, there is, and I know this from a personal story, uh, recently when inquired, they're taking appointments for 2024. Wow. Man. It's February of 23. And if somebody has a, a health crisis, uh, telling them we'll see you in 11 months doesn't seem like we have anywhere near the resources in this community. And I don't think we're alone. I don't think we're anything different. I think this is what most communities look like. Yeah. You know, in the timing of it, as I said, this was a problem long before the pandemic started. The Access in gaining um, qualified employees to fill vacancies. There were staffing shortages long before this. They've been in nursing for decades, sure. as far as that. But couldn't with you know with a tablet or a phone? Does that person have to be here? I mean, isn't isn't there smarter ways to do this that we could bridge gaps for people who need particularly immediate service? Yeah, the, the shift in the delivery model as far as how you provide those behavioral health services is definitely shifting. 
I know the pandemic forced that issue a lot. And now a lot of those agencies are sticking with that and making that available to the consumers so that they don't have to physically go to a. I mean, it just makes no. sense if you have to have something up front. I mean, rather than t- calling somebody and they go, well, we will taking appointments for a year from now. If you could talk to somebody on your, your Apple uh, phone or your tablet, that has to be better than just saying, we'll see you in 11 months. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's nice having that option, giving people options of how they want to, to receive those services is great. All right. Well, uh, the community foundation is here to help, uh, today and uh you have a uh, a grant awarded uh, to the mental health board of, of ten thousand dollars for a suicide awareness campaign um how did this get to the point how did this grant get approved you know walk me through your side and sure. then tim tell us a little about what you're going to do with this okay well it honestly it all started with a phone call from tim and he said we have this program we believe is critical marketing campaign that you know regarding um, suicide prevention and also folks with um, substance abuse issues but we have a ten thousand dollar shortfall in the budget do you have a donor that might be interested in that and that's what we love to do that's why i love it when an executive director calls me and says here's what's going on can you help and it took a little bit but we were able to find a donor who just was thrilled at the opportunity to be able to be a part of this and so um we're able to provide the grant one of my favorite things to do is call an executive sure. director back and say hey we've got this so other folks care and then I'll let Tim yeah but take I, it from I, here. it's important to note though uh, you know that that's exactly what you guys do and people can donate to where their passion is because you're not just taking their money and deciding what you're going to do with it you're matching the things that they feel are important or care about their passion and doing that for them absolutely and it, yeah, that, I mean, it's just an important point for people who are thinking about donating, you know, because in, in, in a lot of nonprofits, and I understand why, you know, they're going to a, a model that they don't want specifications because they need to kind mm-hmm. of feel like, and you guys are the exact opposite of that. You're absolutely matching up dollar for dollar what that donor's passion is to the resource you're providing to an organization. That That's absolutely correct, Brian. And um, that's why the relationship is so important. We get to know the donor. Yeah, you know. And, like, it, it, yeah. You know, there's a list. Okay, I, I got so and so in mind that might do this. Now, what kind of a campaign? I, I, I'm always I'm, I'm geeky on the marketing side. So, uh, yeah, what, this is right up your alley, Brian. So, we had my, my board. This will be the second year where they've dedicated and approved a budget that included about thirty thousand dollars for marketing. And we did this a year ago, and focusing on again on the crisis line stuff, suicide prevention, and, and substance use issues. Um, but this year we said, look, we want to modify this a bit. We've got an opportunity. We would instead of doing this in a short three month span of the year, can we spread this out over the course of the year? Well, as the planning went in, it took a longer to get developed. But this, this approach we're looking at, um, that was approved is a, um, it's covers three different areas, digital mar- marketing, um, print marketing. And then also this time what we've added is, um, television mm-hmm. with WAND. So, and theirs in particular, they, they have their, um, oh, health connections, uh, that they came to us with. And that was kind of the add on that kind of made the budget bigger than what we had funding for. And so, um, we wanted to increase the reach of this marketing campaign and try and impact more people. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, keep up the great work. And if you want to find out more, you can go to makingkindofgives.org. Uh, and, uh, we really appreciate it. Great job. All right, here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast. Back with more right after this. Today is going to be mostly cloudy and windy with a high near 50. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 29. For Wednesday, a chance of rain afternoon, then rain at night, cloudy with a high of 46. And for Thursday, breezy with rain likely before noon. Mostly cloudy, with the temperature falling to 41 by noon. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 44 degrees. Your WSOY time is 819. John, the price of groceries is enough to send somebody into a panic mode these days. Yeah, especially when the refrigerator goes kaput. Even more so. 
We got a call from a customer who had that problem with a freezer load of those expensive groceries. And that'll keep you awake at night just thinking about it. Right. So because Dick Van Dyke stocks the 100 most used parts, we were able to send a factory trained tech out to her place to fix the problem before she lost any of that food. And he wasn't some subcontractor either. Trained right here locally by the team of Dick Van Dyke. You know, one way to fight inflation? Yep. Keep from having to buy expensive stuff twice. Yes. You got that right. This is Dennis Regan, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store, which means you have the comfort of knowing that if anything goes wrong, we'll make it right. Wow! At Busey Bank, we're proud to serve our local community through financial guidance and community investment. Offering sound advice and actionable insight, UC builds financial strength, supports homeownership dreams, and offers customized lending strategies, connecting with our neighbors to build stronger communities. UC Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Showcase your Central Illinois business or organization by participating in the Mount Zion Chamber of Commerce Expo and Taste at the Mount Zion Convention Center on Saturday, April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Order your booth for the early bird price of only $200 for a single booth or only $250 after February 17th. Gold or silver sponsors receive extra incentives for each sponsorship. For more information on the Mount Zion Chamber Expo and Taste, check out mountzionchamber.org or call 217-864-2526. Hi, I'm Dave Koshinsky, CEO of Investment Planners and IPI Wealth Management. At IPI, integrity and ensuring significance and peace of mind are the key to the way we do business. Our clients trust us to take care of their investments, and it is our responsibility to work with business partners that will help us do just that. First National Bank is one of those partners. FNB's quality service and two Decatur branches provide us the stability we need to accomplish our mission. Thanks, FNB. First National Bank, member FDIC. Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender. I saw this guy perform this live when he was about 90 years old. Oh, really? The Hollies? Yeah, it's a Graham Nash, right? Yep. It's a good song. He did an acoustic version of it. Oh. Do you sound good? Uh, for a 90-year-old. <laughs> the fire. Uh, well, no, I mean... Well, that's what Bob Dylan's always sounded like. Uh, that is truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Um, I think that... Well, how old is Graham Nash? She's literally... Yeah, he's 81 years old. Wow. So I look at Springsteen. His voice is still there. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't. I mean, that's just one of the things that goes, the, yeah. the strength of it. Mm-hmm. You don't, your vocal cords just aren't as powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just an aging thing. Sinatra, some of the best, just didn't have it at the end. Sure. So it was good. Good to see him. But I, I think I saw him twice. He came to one thing and then another thing, like within a two-year span. Somebody obviously knew somebody. Sure. All right. How you doing? Doing great. How about you? Not bad. This mental health thing is so vitally important. Yeah. And there's just so, like, just a lack of, um, I, we got to rethink it. I mean, it just, the way it exists, it can't keep going this way. 
No, and I think that uh, mental health issues are not necessarily new. That's that's not new. No, not it, but but being able to talk about it. The, the um, stigma is being erased. Yeah. It's not all the way gone, but it's way better today than it was 10 years ago. But then what you dig up with that is that there's so much more of it than we ever thought there was. Exactly right. So I, I, the, I'm I, not a huge fan of a lot of the way that healthcare has gone. And, you know, a lot of people aren't. But I think that eyes are awake. It's like people are racing to solutions at this point. Uh, funding is going to be an issue in a lot of places, but but it's got to be reimagined. Oh yeah, and for it's, sure. It's just like everything, you know, part I, of me on the whole change of healthcare, even if it's more inconvenient for me individually, mm-hmm. yeah, or even cost a little more for me individually. We've got to lean into this change thing because it has to, some of these things have to fundamentally be changed at, at the, at the source. Right. I think there's two things concurrent happen here. Exactly what you said, but also I think there's opportunity to lay down things for the first time because it hasn't been addressed in this way in mass or, yeah. you know, so I think that there is straight up, you know, virgin snow to plow right here. I think there's a good opportunity, but, but, but there's too many pieces to it. To change like that, it's it's government, it's it's reimbursements, mm-hmm. it's insurance. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge. It's like any other thing you talk about in healthcare. And then it's it's you know now personally, I know we have a staffing shortage in a lot of areas in healthcare, but I think that also fundamentally means we're still trying to hold on to this way of doing it rather than than literally embracing digital technology. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if I a psychiatrist, psychologist, a counselor. Uh, if I can talk to that person on my iPad, they could be in San Diego. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's a reasonable one, a domino that will happen in short order. It, it should have happened already. For sure. I mean, three years of this, you know, uh, the idea that we're still built on a system of if I've got a sore throat, I got to go call, wait a week, go in, sit in an office for an hour and have to get antibiotics or something. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, transfer. That, with all that also costs come down. That's right. Because you don't have to have that full time per it's the same argument about you know what what we're doing with you know birthing or or the OBGYN or colleges, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this idea of everything's gonna be everywhere and everybody's gonna have it down the block is yeah. just not the way the world's gonna work moving forward. Exactly right. Scott uh what's his name? Galloway had a, a really interesting piece. On Friday, a direct, you know, that thing I, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, that I subscribe to. Section four. Uh, well, section four is his way of, which is really, yeah, he his, promotes it in his, yeah, but his take, I mean, that's replacing four years or master's degrees and condensing mm-hmm. it down to six week courses yeah. with like some of the field, you, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're doing ongoing continuing education and stuff instead of like, uh, his way of doing higher ed at a different thing, right. a different level. But he had a really interesting piece about how technology, um, it, it, it was a look at the history of what technology has done or advancement has done about, yes, you lose jobs now, mm-hmm. but the growth is unbelievable past that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because what we can't see is the product that's, that's going to be invented. But what we can't see even more than that is all the byproduct of that product mm-hmm. around that, right? Yeah, the service and, and the products that are developed around it. Perfect, easy example would be like thinking about your iPhone being the invention, the invention, the product. Absolutely. Being built by robots. But now cases, chargers, uh, you know, doctors using it, it, it storefronts, it, all the different things that come with it. Yeah. So it's called Luddites. Uh, and that economic expansion creates more opportunities for ambition, more wealth, more innovation, more jobs, wash, rinse, repeat. And you walk through the history of this. You know, yes, immediately people get impacted yeah. in some job sectors that will go away. Mm-hmm. This is the whole, the machines are going to take our jobs. I mean, you know, th- this argument that people have out there. And what it really means is like, nope, they're going to create jobs you can't even see yet. And this is a pattern mm-hmm. of every modern advancement, not even modern, I mean, every advancement in the history of human beings. Sure. And so, yes, does it impact people immediately? Yes. But the long run will be more and more people employed. But anything will change. I just think mental health, maybe health care, 
in totality. But mental health has to fundamentally change. I mean, for us to be able to make it even possible to put a dent into it. The way it exists right now, it's just, it's oh, frustrating. I mean, I'm glad there are people out there doing the work. But it is a drop in the bucket overall. All right, we've got to take a break. Bottom of the hour stories and news coming your way. We'll check in with Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski here in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. This is R.J. Crace with your stories now brought to you by Huff Home Specialties. According to preliminary numbers, last month was the sixth warmest January on record in Illinois. This year got off to a mild start with temps about seven degrees above normal. Precipitation was a little above normal statewide as well. The U.S. Drought Monitor says January's precip leaves only a few spots around the state with abnormally dry conditions. The outlook for this month leans toward continued warmer and wetter conditions than normal. The Milliken School of Music will be hosting its Valentine Gala to raise funds for the program. The event will be on Saturday at the Decatur Club and will feature 2003 Milliken grad Angel Specia accompanied by the Milliken Jazz Band. Doors open at 5.30. The event begins at 6.30. Tickets are $40 per person and include dinner. Go to NowDecatur.com for details. And for more stories, podcasts, and videos, go to NowDecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. A balloon shot down over the Atlantic after flying over the U.S. belongs to China, not the United States, says China's foreign ministry. It's being recovered in pieces and analyzed for intelligence. Senior government sources telling us that they will analyze the remains of the flight at an FBI processing lab in Quantico, Virginia. The airship, which flew over several military bases in the United States, weighed nearly 2,000 pounds and was 200 feet tall. Fox's Brooks Singman. Another oil giant reports record profits. BP's profits more than double last year to $27.7 billion. It's benefiting from a sharp rise in global energy prices linked to the war in Ukraine. That's meant financial pain for many homes and businesses and calls for the likes of BP to pay more tax. The British firm says it's helping provide the energy the world needs. Fox's Jonathan Savage, Shell, ExxonMobil and Chevron have also reported all-time high annual profits. America's listening to Fox News. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. And the celebration is on! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Did you know the average age of vehicles on the road right now are 12 years old? Most manufacturers recommend antifreeze coolant exchanges every 10 years. Number one roadside breakdowns is cooling system failure, but Speed Lube has you covered. They offer a two-part complete coolant system fluid exchange for $79.95, and it lubricates the water pump seals and has an anti-corrosion additive. Don't find yourself on the side of the road this winter. Visit one of Speed Lube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your coolant system checked today at Speed Lube. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast. Today, mostly cloudy and windy, high near 50. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 29. For Wednesday, a chance of rain afternoon, then rain at night, cloudy with a high of 46. Thursday, breezy and rain likely before noon, mostly cloudy. Temperatures down around 41 by noon. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 44 degrees. Your WSOY time is 832. and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Good morning. We are back here on a uh, Tuesday. Tonight is the uh, State of the Union address by the uh, President of the United States. Uh, the uh, uh, Well, it's a, it's a big deal. It's going to be an even bigger deal for a local Decatur resident who's going to be there as the guest of our guest. Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski. Congresswoman, how are you on this Good Tuesday morning? Good morning, Brian. Big day for you today? Yeah, great. Good morning. Great to be with you. All right. I think we got a little bit of a delay there, Loop. Uh, how, what's your day look like? When did it start? When will it end? Well, 
Well, it's already started. I've had um, been doing a, some radio interviews, and I'm really glad to be with you this morning. But this is, as you kind of said it, this is like the Super Bowl in Washington, D.C., uh, the day of the, the State of the Union. And as you mentioned, I am so excited to be sharing this um, moment with a Decatur resident, with Andrea Kelly, um, who is a construction wire woman, um, and she's going through a, pri- a pre-apprenticeship program um, that's a collaborative effort really with Educator Building and Construction Trades, uh, Workforce Investment Solutions in one level. It's a joint effort to really bring in more more women, more people of color, help break down barriers so that um, we are providing working people in central and southern Illinois with real skills training that are going to get them on a pathway to middle-class jobs. All right. and and this so is, I'm so excited to be highlighting her. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, and she's a graduate of the pre-apprenticeship program with the IBEW. Now, here's the thing. You've yeah. been a Democrat your whole life. These trades used to have a waiting list of people to get in, right? Uh, you know, I mean, it was never like, mm-hmm. you know, now today, you know, I think the IBEW, some, their, their average age electrician in Macon County is like 47 years old. And that pipeline mm-hmm. isn't what it used to be. This young woman was working mm-hmm. at a fast food restaurant, is now going to be making a right. huge paycheck, uh, not have student debt. Uh, and and I, I blame sort of public education in a way for some of this stuff because we started to feel like these trade programs were less than people. And I have no idea why we did that because they've been feeding families and people have been able to make a good, decent living uh, for years and decades and decades. I'm glad we're concentrating on getting it back. Yeah, I agree. I, I share the same passion about this topic. It's actually why the first piece of legislation I'm going to introduce in Congress is going to uh, directly provide federal tax credits uh, for pre-apprenticeship programs like this one that the IBW and the Decatur Building Trades are doing. You know, but Brian, as you know, it, it's not just the building and construction trades that are providing these apprenticeship opportunities. I just met with uh, Richland President uh, Valdez and my good friend Reverend Courtney Carson yesterday in Washington, D.C., where we were talking about the Enriched program. Richland's yep. doing a lot of really great work there, too. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I just like that the focus is, you know, not everyone has to go get a four-year degree or a master's degree. There's nobility in all kinds of work fields, uh, and certainly for this young woman, uh, it'll be pretty cool. On February 14th, she'll be initiated as an official IBEW member. Uh, so what are we expecting for tonight? Uh, is he kicking off campaign tonight? Is that what we're going to get a preview of? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I'm excited. You know, in addition to workforce development and and investment in that, I hope you could address that. I think that's really important. Second is, you know, we're still in an economic recovery. So how are we prioritizing lowering costs? Inflation has somewhat stabilized. Um, But I've been very consistent in saying we need to find ways to provide middle-class tax relief. Will we be talking about that? I hope so. Um, Expanding the child tax credit, that's, again, something that helps working families. And then, Brian, I got um, appointed to be on the House Agriculture Committee, so I'm hoping he'll say something about the farm bill. I'm really excited to be a part of that negotiation. All right, we'll put Farm Progress on your calendar because that will be back in Decatur this uh, August, September, uh, you know, 300,000 people coming from all over the globe uh, in and around the ag industry. Uh, I don't know if you've been before when you worked for the governor, but it's a big deal. I have been there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going there again this year, so it, it'll be a great time. All right. Ag is the number one job sector in Illinois. I know people in Chicago have a hard time believing that, but it is. Uh, and we're kind of the home for agribusiness here uh, in the Decatur area. Yep. Uh, have you been meeting with our companies like Premiant and, and ADM and, and a brand new company called Innova Feed, uh, all of the, the agribusiness here in Decatur? Yeah, I've obviously met with ADM, and I'm meeting with more folks. I come home on Thursday for recess. I'm looking forward to being home. I'm going to be visiting Decatur. So looking forward to continuing to meet with those in the agribusiness uh, space. Um, But as you know, the farm bill and agriculture touch all aspects of this district. Um, The University of Illinois cares very much about research dollars. Uh, U of I is actually a leader in um, agriculture education. in Champaign-Urbana that's also invested in ag tech. Um, and, and as you said, we are a leading producer in our state and in this district of corn and soybean. I want to be an advocate for those family farmers. 
um, and supporting them through things like, obviously, I, I support crop insurance. Um, but we also need to be, I think, and this is another unique opportunity in the Farm Bill, is looking at how we're investing in rural revitalization, finding dollars for Main Street, Central and Southern Illinois. There are opportunities for that in the Farm Bill, and that will touch the entire district. So Farm Bill is a great opportunity for us. All right. Well, listen, here's an invite for you uh, when you come to Decatur. Uh, have your folks reach out. I'd love to take you out to see the brand-new $11 million Ag Education Center that the Howard G. Buffett Foundation is building uh, here for uh, FFA, for the Dwayne Andrews Ag Academy with District 61, which, by the way, is one of the largest, most diverse FFA programs in all of the United States of America. Uh, I'd love to show it off to you. I'd love to be there. That sounds great. I'll take you up on that. All right. Well, have fun tonight, if that's the word. Uh, don't, as the, <laughs> the rookie, don't fawn too much, right? Because then they'll use that in ads against you a couple of years from now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But no, I'm looking forward to tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I do think it will be very special, and I'm incredibly honored, Brian, to be there. All right. We'll see you on TV tonight. Have a great day. Uh, Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski. I think that happened to Rodney. He got a picture with Obama or something. Remember that? I do. I do remember that. And boom, that's there your next TV ad. Oh, yeah. Or it, direct mail piece. Yeah, we saw it. <laughs> it wasn't from the State of the Union, but the uh, cupcakes and, you know, like all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, my goodness. How would you ever keep track of it? You would. I, that's why you always got to be careful on that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, look who's in this picture. Dude. Yeah. There was probably a thousand photos that day. Yeah. You can't vet everybody. Mm-hmm. But you knew you were posing with the press. <laughs> yeah, that one. You, yeah. And you knew it was the yeah, other party. I was trying to be graceful. But he's like, I get caught up in it. Like, hey. Yeah, he's president of the United States. He's from First my state. First time going through this. Yeah. Got to uh, be careful. I, I doubt that I'll watch tonight. Um, I'll probably record it. Will you watch the recording? If it's something worth going back and watching. I mean, if this it is, is it, they'll cut it up and yeah, show you the part you This need. is so much. It's it, 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 One thing, I can understand why it's exciting to be a part of it. You know, oh, you, yeah. You, but it's it's theater. Yeah, but it's part of her theater, so it's big for them. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's I'm, cool I'm saying for, for everybody else, people. it's like they're going to get up there and act like they've done nothing wrong and yeah. everything great, and they've got all the stuff solved. I mean, it, you t- insert whatever president you want. I mean, yep. and then there'll be the other side will be grumpy and you know will refuse to applaud even puppy dogs or whatever it might be, and the the other side will be like anything he says is you know one thousand percent great. Are there hecklers ever? Oh, sure. That, yeah, one didn't uh, Republican. I can't remember who it was. Screamed liar at uh, President Obama during a State of the Union address. Oh, I do remember that. I, I remember that. Yeah, and then you know, I Nancy Pelosi tearing up Trump's speech. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, even if you felt that way, somebody could just be like, "Here, uh, here's another copy." <laughs> well, no, I mean, and, and I, you know, people like, "Oh, well, that's great protest." Well, yeah, but you were offended when the guy said liar. I mean, right. pick your lane. You can't right. have it both ways. Yeah. This is like the people, the Democrats, who are upset about kicking uh, the congresswoman off the, you know, for saying anti-Semitic things, but they want to accuse Marjorie, and they do the same thing to Marjorie Taylor Greene for saying anti-Semitic things. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't find anybody that's got any even rules there. Nope. No consistency. Yeah. Well, party consistency. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, getting reelected. Mm-hmm. A lot of consistency there. That's right. Uh, all right. What are we going to do? we got to, quite a bit to get to here. Uh, my, I, I don't know. There was a great thing last night in The Last of Us. I just watched Sunday night. Uh, oh, nice. Last night. Because I caught up on uh, the special forces. So I'm I'm all the way caught up on that show. Last of Us, I'm going to get caught up next. Okay. So It's that, really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they haven't really hit a wrong note yet. Right. So, but there was a great scene that, that you had to sort of, Lindsay noticed it and pointed it out. Uh, you know, I think they were in, they were headed to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, this is 20 years after, you know, the apocalypse of whatever the mushroom people are. And um, it's like a loves trucking. So you just see what that looks like 20 years later. Mm-hmm. One of those huge, gigantic truck stop things. Yeah. Oh, wow. Be interesting just to see. Everything's sitting there rotting. Yeah. Nature reclaiming it. Yes. 
really good. Pretty exciting uh, episode, this uh, episode four. Uh, all right, we'll take the uh, Marquee Coffee Break. More to get to on the other side. Stay tuned. Time now for the Marquee Coffee Break. Fresh roasting coffee locally indicated for over 40 years. Marquee Coffee, the official drink of choice for discerning coffee drinkers everywhere. The magic is in our beans. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free. As long as the government mandate is in effect, just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiero Health. Listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a, what is today, Tuesday. I don't know why it feels like it's a little later in the week. It does feel that way. By the way, Last of Us, I believe, is episode five will be coming a couple days early. Why is that? I have no idea why. I just saw the headline. Oh, I think you can stream it early. I think I did see yeah, that. A I, days if early you, you have the HBO Max. Correct, yep. Because it airs. On Sunday night at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock on HBO. That's so right. generally when you do that, you don't get the early. Mm-hmm. But like Mayor of Kingstown, others like if you have subscription, you know, you can watch it at mm-hmm. 12.01. Sure. Yeah, this is a couple of days. Is it a couple of yeah. days? Uh, I did, I, I, I guess I just didn't pay attention to it. I saw it, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. I just saw the headline. I think it might have even come in that e- email they send. It could be. Yeah. I saw it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it's it's really really good. I, I just the the young lady and like I didn't play the video game, but every everything I read pre watching was that the key was going to be the casting. Mm-hmm. You know, because people had this very real sense of who this character was. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Ellie? Uh, yeah. and, and Joel, mm-hmm. uh, and Tass. And, you know, like that, because it had been so ingrained in people, like that, that casting thing, like if people couldn't buy into it from the gaming side of things. Right. Now, and, and the gaming actors, I read an interview with the guy who played Joel mm-hmm. with the stop motion costumes yeah. and did all, had the voice. Yeah. He was upset that they were doing the show. Yeah. Now, because he had spent so much time in this character, he didn't want somebody else's interpretation. And then he read the script. He thought it was great. And now he's like, they all, they've cast all of them like as other people in the show. Mm-hmm. Like they all got small yeah. roles. Uh, but without having any gaming experience, just watching it as a standalone thing that I don't have any background uh, on, uh, it works in both worlds. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. You mentioned the voice acting and, and the character test. That was voiced by Annie Wershing, Milliken graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, during the game. During the game. And I can't remember who Ellie was. But anyway, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's good stuff. So um, watching this, and I know I've talked about it a lot, but it really is that good. Um, the Bullies of Baltimore. I didn't even realize it was coming on. I, I Evidently, I have 30 for 30s just set to record. And every once in a while, I'll open it up, and there's just a little gym there waiting for me. Yeah. So it aired February 5th. What was that? Uh, Sunday? Two days ago, yeah. Yeah. So I I watched it a day later because I'm like, oh, what is this? I didn't even know what the bullies of Baltimore necessarily meant. Well, the picture is is Ray and and, uh No, but it's just like in my recordings. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what this is. Right. And then I pulled it up, and ESPN's got that weird thing where there's like eight minutes of of a basketball game before the actual show starts. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, every time I record a 30 for 30, it's like that. Oh, there's maybe they start like a few minutes. Oh, probably the the game went over its time. It wasn't in overtime. No, it went over its broadcast time. I know, but it was like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, it wasn't even like, it didn't seem like it, like, oh, this just ran really long. That's weird. But anyway, because then I'm always worried that I'm going to miss eight minutes of the end. end. Oh, that's But it didn't. It recorded the whole thing. Okay, good. Uh, but, uh, Tony Saragusa, uh, he, he, who, what, which Raider quarterback did he take out in a game? Was it Gannon? 
Oh, probably. It was probably Gannon. I don't think it was Jay Schrader. Uh, it wasn't Schrader. Anyway, so he crushes this quarterback. And he was 340 pounds. Oh, yeah, every bit of that. Right? Every bit of that. With the gut and the, you know, um, and, and everyone, Brian Billick said today he would absolutely be kicked out of the game. But then it was within the boundaries. Yeah. But Phil Sims kept going on and on on TV about how it was a cheap shot, should be a penalty, should be a penalty. So then the next day, the NFL fined him $10,000, even though a flag wasn't thrown. There was no uh, – uh, and and so he held a grudge and then got into it with Phil Sims and told him he was going to come over. He said, I know you're building a new house. I'm going to take $50,000 of your landscaping and take it to my house because you cost me that by going on and on and on TV about how that was a dirty play. That's funny. And to this day, or till he died, couldn't stand Phil Simms. Because the players take that stuff personal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and said that Phil didn't want any of it. Said he would turn whiter than what he normally is. It's funny. The way he tells it, it's really mm-hmm. funny. And He's a funny he, guy. Also, the Al Davis story, because he hates the Raiders. Al Davis was going to sign him before Baltimore and made an offer. And he said, I need 24 hours to think about it. He came back the next day to accept the offer, and Al goes different day. Uh, today, that contract's $50,000 less than it was yesterday. So he threw the contract in his face and told him to eat it. And then after that AFC championship game, when they beat the Raiders, got in Al Davis's face in the locker room about, I'm sure glad you uh, saved that fifty grand, right? Wow. Funny. He was funny. The- I, I like watching him walk around in the end zone during a game. <laughs> Gets that access. Another Raiders story, because Bill, uh, Bill or Brian Billick Billick. told them to not go mess with the black hole, like like Mm -hmm. because as that goes, the rest of the stadium goes. It's the AFC Championship game. You're in their house. Do not unnecessarily agitate them. They wouldn't think about. Wouldn't think about. Pre-game, they started. Alpha, alpha, alpha males. (laughs) It's kind of like North Dallas 40 or one of those movies, like where you go, did that really happen? Were they real? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, All right. Um, Checking out my list here. Political grift. Yes. Super old advertising. Yes. Oh, Vontae Davis, DUI crash. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. He's the guy who retired like during halftime, right? Oh, I don't remember that. His brother, Vernon... uh, Vontae went to the U of I. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember him retiring weirdly. I thought that he was the guy that literally retired at halftime. Oh, man, I don't remember that. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up because maybe I've just got that stuck in my head. Um, Like, I I, I thought it was, like, just completely out of the blue. Like, he played one half of a game and then decided I'm done. Yeah, there's something that, uh, that is familiar about that, but I don't remember it being him. His brother was a great tight end from Georgia, played in the NFL for the Niners and yeah. other teams. Great, great football player. He's uh, Vontae was pretty good, too. Davis retired from the NFL in the middle of a Bills second uh, game of the 2018 season, removing himself from the game at halftime. Man, how long ago was that? 2018. He's only 34 years old. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I, I don't know what the incidents is in the DUI crash. I, don't, I hope no one lost their life or anything, and clearly he'll have to answer for that. But I knew for some reason, I mean, that just that doesn't happen yeah, very often. Yeah, that's a good memory. I mean, literally the second game of the season. I mean, mm-hmm. so you've gone through all the I training camp. Part, yeah. You've gone through you know, all the hard work to get to, like, what they want to do, which is play, and then halfway through a game you go, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. It's strange where the, where the limit is, you know, and we're, that show that we just watched, uh, you know, where people arbitrarily are like, I'm going home. I quit. I'm done. You see it sometimes in sports. What do you think of, uh, is it, it's gotten better, right? Oh, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I talked to the TV during the show. Yeah, but, but at the beginning, it was really annoying because it's some annoying. really annoying people there. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I, I love I'm talking about special everybody. forces, by the way. I'm like, oh, come on. You can do it. At don't this quit, point, don't you'd like for all of all them, of them to because it's not a winner. I mean, it, it, it's mm-hmm. making it to the end. That, that woman that uh, was on The Bachelorette, she's the most impressive of all of them. She really me. is. But she's got this weird, nervous smile oh, thing. So and, nervous. and it makes me just cringe. Oh, she's so nervous. She looks like she's about to <laughs> laugh. And it's like, you're getting chewed out. Just stop. <laughs> she's trying so hard. She can't help it. No, she can't. She yeah, she's so hard. You know, you, the pro athletes you would expect yeah. to do fairly well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Although you don't really realize how what makes you an NBA player oh. is also a detriment in oh, every other aspect of life. Watching him on those balance beam things. Yeah. Touch your toes. How? <laughs> Seven feet tall. Well, he's also got wingspan. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it, you you realize quickly everything that made you millions and millions of dollars in the NBA is completely working against you in this endeavor. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm very impressed with the show. I love it. So, are you rooting for all of them? Hell yeah! Okay, at this I point. have from the I, the whole time I wanted everybody. The skier's kind of annoying. Yeah, but he's finding out. He's he's learning the truth about himself too. He's mostly annoying, but I think he's like, man, I kind of suck. I need to. He's finding something. Okay. Just finding something in there. And, and and the mooch did better than expected. He he man, he was working his way out. He was he was like I, ah. watching him run is the funniest damn thing on television. No, that, the the little bitty Beverly Oh. Oh dude, that was poor girl. Okay, I, I agree with you, but don't you have to have some sort of self awareness before you sign up for one of these things? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and she what tried What did she expect she was going to do? I don't know. Because <laughs> she wasn't capable of doing any of it. No. And wouldn't you know that about yourself? Yeah. And I think she wanted that conference. She probably surprised herself. She, she made a good showing a lot for her uh, relative. I, <laughs> didn't, uh, listen, don't take it from my we Take it from the instructors. That, uh, that's not what they're there not for. Very graceful. <laughs> Man, she looked like everything was She a couldn't struggle. carry the backpack. I know. And that's not an insult. I'm no. just saying you, I, I, it must be something in human nature because I see this in a lot of things, like mm-hmm. where people will go and they know swimming is part of it and they can't swim. And you right. go, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you? Why'd you sign up for that? Or I'm afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with not knowing no. how to swim or being afraid of heights. No, but why don't you sign yourself it. up to be filmed swimming and getting up on heights? Right. I don't know. I really like the show, though. It got way better. I, I almost gave up on it at the beginning just because there were some really annoying people. Yeah. Also, I think that the uh, the specialists are starting to be a little more nice. Not in a, the staff. Yeah, yes, the staff. staff. In, in a human being way. Like, hey, I know this is where they're at and we need, whereas they were being just absolutely cool. Oh, I don't know. They're still pretty. They, they did that stuff with uh, Danny uh, Amendola. Amendola on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and they're still calling. He's not even uh, Danny. He's number 16. Yeah, 16. Go. <laughs> not getting the warm and fuzzies. No. But there's a couple times they pulled back on the reins. I watched it. There's, like, well, two of those guys seem a little more nuanced, and the <laughs> other two just seem like... Foxy. Forget. Yeah. And he's just... <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to make that guy happy. No. Mooch says, I'm 58. He goes, I'm 57. <laughs> Just so you know. And I'm a beast. <laughs> uh, it's on Fox. I'm sure you could probably go back. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I don't, you, you know, catch up well, in a 40 minute episodes. It's weird. I never know what those seasons do because sometimes you go back and then they're already like not available. Uh, they, I watched it on Hulu is where I'm catching oh, up. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, that's on the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And commercial free. Mm-hmm. Why am I not doing that? Yeah, it's good. I like that show. It's You, you will be annoyed. I, I'm just saying going in, know that there is some redemption down the road, uh, and it will get better. I think there's only two more uh, days. What left. are there, five of them left? I don't know. There's two days. No, but I, I think there oh, are five people. Yeah, yeah I think so. Because there were six going into that last episode. Yep. I don't want to tell you, you know, but no, no spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and then there's two more uh, of the challenge because mm-hmm. they're in the 100 hour final. Nice. And two people already eliminated and they've got two more episodes. So that 100 hour challenge was condensed down to three one hour programs. Wow. A little over an hour. Pretty good. It gets exciting at this point because there's a million dollars on the line, and it gets cutthroat. 
Nice. Not about just finishing. Yeah, no, there's money on the line. And we don't really know until the end whether that can be divided or taken all by one. It's supposed to be a team. But we know what Johnny Bananas does with team when you got a million dollars on the line. That's it for us. If you missed any of the show today, podcast driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. You can get that anywhere you get your podcast, including Nauticator.com. That's it for us. We are going to take the rest of the day off. We'll see you bright and early 6 a.m. tomorrow. Enjoy the warmth. Have a great day. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Huff Home Specialties. Another restraining order halting enforcement of Illinois' gun and magazine ban could be coming soon. A month ago, the governor enacted a ban on selling and possessing more than 170 semi-automatic firearms and certain capacity magazines. Judges in two counties issued restraining orders keeping the government from enforcing the law on the plaintiffs only, but not the rest of the state. Last Friday, a judge heard a challenge filed in Macon County by State Rep Dan Calkins and others. The judge is considering whether to issue a restraining order that covers just the name. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.